Well, happy Easter to one and all. I'm glad we're together today. I'm glad that we are together today to uh, proclaim the great good news that Jesus is risen, that he is risen from the dead. All through the Lenten season, we, um, we had as our theme uh, laying down, laying down whatever it is that uh, prevents us from being in close relationship with Jesus. We, um, we champion that great, great verse where it says that if anyone would be my disciple, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. And so all through this, uh, this season, this very special season of the year, we have uh, talked about those things that we need to lay down. We died to them, if you will, so that we might uh, better follow Jesus. And now we talk about rising, death, and resurrection. This is the the theme, the the current, the the flow of our faith, death and resurrection, dying to self, rising to Christ, Christ dying, him rising from the dead. May God bless us all as we uh, come together here on this uh, Easter Sunday. Sorry about the voice today. Bummer. It's Easter Sunday, and I've got whatever's going on. I'm trailing about three days on a cold that Cheryl uh, has. Uh, We'll uh, blame it on the grandkids down in Nashville. What do you say? (laughs) We could also blame it. It might be an allergic reaction to the alpaca that we had at the uh, petting zoo yesterday. I don't know. That thing was uh, pretty crazy, (laughs) but we certainly had a had a good time. I like the story told of the couple who attended Easter service together. Uh, they, um, they didn't do that very often. Uh, the wife went every Sunday. Uh, the husband, not so much so. He, uh, he spent his time at the track uh, betting on the horses. On their way home, the, the wife and the husband were just kind of chit-chatting about the, the service. He said, ah, wasn't all that bad. Uh, the pews were comfortable. Uh, the people were, uh, were very friendly. And I really enjoyed the, the music. And then he commented, did you, did you see uh, everybody looking at me when I was uh, singing, as we were uh, uh, singing our hallelujahs? And uh, then the wife said, yeah, you know, the, the next time uh, we, uh, we attend on uh, Easter, it'd be, be good for you to sing hallelujah, hallelujah, instead of hialeah, hialeah. <laughs> Derby day's coming up, you know. Well, this is a day of uh, great, great rejoicing. Jesus is risen from the dead. This is Easter, after all. And it is a a day of great joy, great, great celebration. We celebrate, after all, the greatest good news that has ever been. Because of Christ's resurrection from the dead, we have uh, strength for today and hope for tomorrow, stretching uh, all the way to eternity. Hopefully, we're taking a a longer view than just these uh, these years uh, here on, uh, on earth, but, but well beyond. Uh, God uh, stamps uh, eternity is true as well. 
we have every reason to, uh, to lay down our sorrows, particularly those of you who may be grieving uh, intently. We have every reason to celebrate and to lift up our hallelujahs. It does seem that, that these days we are suffering under a male storm of bad news. The war in Ukraine, high inflation, the lingering effects of the pandemic, crime that, that clearly is uh, out of control, deep concerns over immigration, and what seems like um, the identification of, of one injustice after another. Personally, you know, when we consider our, our, our individual lives, all of us are challenged by strained relationships, uncertainties about what's coming, and of course, the everyday stresses and strains of life. And every one of us, there is not one person who walks into this room today without the weight of those stresses and strains on a daily basis. And all of these things, things near and things far, affect us. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4.17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. There was good reason for that. Good reason. Jesus is risen from the dead. God stamps as true everything Jesus did, everything Jesus said. He stamps it as true, all on account of the resurrection. Notwithstanding, stamping as true what Jesus did on the cross, an offer of himself so that we might once and for all be forgiven, so that we might once and for all be reconciled to him. So the news this day is, is good. God speaks into our troubled world. God speaks into our troubled lives with the good news that Jesus is risen from the dead. Despite all the evil that abounds, despite rampant suffering worldwide, despite all the injustices that are perpetrated day in and day out, God has the last word. And that last word is good. That last word has everything to do with life. Not death, but life. The resurrection of, of Jesus from the dead is the very bedrock of our faith. As we said, it's just the, a current of, of, of what we're about and who we are. Christ dying and then, and then rising. And it gives us all hope, all strength, all power to, uh, to move forward in this life all the while looking forward to the next. Hear this from 1 Corinthians 15, 14. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is, is useless. Some versions of the Bible say our, our preaching is futile. And so is your faith. The resurrection of Christ is at the, is at the very center of, of who we are as, as Christians. It's the very, it forms the very foundation of, of, of what we're about. We are not a people that, uh, that, that live without a firm confidence that life always triumphs over death. 
Easter is so much more than Easter bunnies and, and bonnets. It is the very day that God proclaims that life will prevail, that there is a new day. And indeed, we celebrate that new day here on Easter. We, we met earlier today, much earlier today at our sunrise service, literally at the crack of dawn. It was uh, quite the inspiration to be championing the good news about Christ's resurrection and, and over your shoulder, right into the, to the eyes of all those who had gathered, the, the sun just coming over the horizon. Talk about a new day and being reinforced in the fact that a, that a new day has indeed come. Weighed down by the events that had just happened, the, the women whose every intention it was to tend to the body of Jesus, approached the, the tomb full of sorrow. Their sorrow cut them to the very quick. It may be that you, you've known what that means, to lose someone close and to, to be cut to the quick with sorrow and, and grief. It's a, it's a tough, tough thing to shake. All you can do is look, live through it and, and hope to come to, to new life, to a new day. Well, Jesus, the one that they had followed so dutifully, was now dead, or so they thought, overwhelmed by their grief. And in, and in some regard, they literally couldn't see straight. The, the Gospel of John talks that Mary really didn't even recognize Jesus. They certainly didn't expect to find the living among the dead. As the women uh, approached the tomb, the sun was just coming over the horizon. It was a brand new day, a, a day that would forever change their lives and would forever change the life of the world. As you know, we had some pretty severe storms to, to run through our community uh, on Wednesday evening. We, we got things sort of wrapped up here, and by the time all of us got home, the storms were we're, we're really uh, going to it. The rains came, and there was some really significant sustained winds. All of that was quite something. But did you notice things the next morning, how, how beautiful they were, how crisp and clear everything was? The sun shone brightly. The spring flowers uh, seemed more pronounced. God's beauty did abound. What a difference. What a difference a day can make. You know, sometimes uh, I, I like to, to, to figure that, uh, that things will look, look different in the morning. And most times, things look better in the morning. I sometimes uh, sleep on things just to gain a little bit of perspective. More times than not, things do look quite a bit brighter in the morning, the rising of the sun each day, if anything, ought to remind us of the first Easter when Christ rose from the dead, where the tomb was empty, and the word about Jesus' resurrection was first proclaimed. This is a brand new day. Today is a brand new day. The good news proclaimed this, this morning 
provides joy to the sorrowful. And it very well may be that you have walked into this room, you have approached this time of worship, and you, your heart is just full of sorrow. The good news proclaimed this day provides joy to the sorrowful. It also provides hope to the hopeless. And again, you may have walked in here without very much hope relative to the things that are happening in your life right now. Hope to the hopeless. The good news proclaimed this day provides peace, particularly when, uh, when you're weighed down. And I would say that there's uh, the rare person here gathered today that's not weighed down by something. It's just a part of life. But this day, this new day, provides a peace, a completeness, a wholeness in the mix of uh, that which weighs you down. Regardless of the things that you're facing, there is every reason to be hopeful. Christ's resurrection all but seals it. You know, hope might, might be best summed up this way. Have only positive expectations. It makes it informs a, a really beautiful acrostic. Have only positive expectations. Because of Christ's resurrection from the dead, you and I can, can live with only positive expectations for this life and, and for the next. Think of it. If Jesus can overcome death, then He can help you overcome whatever it is you may be facing. With that in mind, the, the things that you face really aren't that pressing. At least they become that way in the light of Christ having risen from the dead. Hear it again. There is hope. <clears throat> Our neighbor just uh, recently um, had some huge rocks. I'm talking about some huge rocks uh, dumped right in the front of his yard. He's got some uh, erosion problems. He lives down the hill from us, and at the bottom of that hill, it can, uh, it can get pretty fierce as far as the, 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 the floods can be. And things are kind of washing away, so he's got these big rocks delivered to his home to prevent that erosion. They really are big. A couple of weekends ago, he and a friend, with the help of some really large equipment, began to place those big rocks in place so that the erosion wouldn't take place. And I got to tell you, they're not going anywhere. Stones can be that way. I have another neighbor just across the circle from us who uh, has some, uh, some rock sculptures. They, they're essentially large stones that are placed artistically one on top of the other. And it doesn't matter how, how fearsome the wind might be, those stones aren't going anywhere. It doesn't matter how bad the weather is, they're, they're going to be in place. The Scripture reports this, that the women who approached the tomb of their beloved Jesus was concerned with, uh, with how they would be able to access the body of Jesus. Now, again, they were full of grief, full of sorrow. 
They, uh, they seem, though, to be, uh, be concerned, if, if not worrisome. How, how are we going to be able to roll that, uh, that stone that's in front of the opening to where Christ is entombed? That, that stone stood in the way of them tending to Christ's body. Christ took, or God, rather, took care of the stone. When it comes to life, it, it, it seems as though there is always something in our way that prevents us from doing those things that we just know we need to do. There are always those things that have a way of weighing us down and causing us a great deal of worry. In a word, there are plenty of stones in the way. And God stands to take care of them. Circumstances overwhelm. Uncertainties weigh us down. Guilt has a way of haunting us. That's a deal that's, that's always a part of life. The guilt of this life just weighing us down, weighing us down. We seem to never be able to, to overcome, even though we know that we have been forgiven on account of what Jesus has done on the cross. Sorrow and grief can can be all too consuming, stones in the way, but yet the firm trust that we, we have in this day is that uh, God moves the stone in order to provide for just what we need to hear. God acts in such a way so that we are indeed able to, to rise above all that we face and move forward in the light of Christ's resurrection. The good news here is that God is always rolling away the stones that are in front of us. It was that way for the women, and it's that way for us. The fact is this. God is all about rolling away stones taking the, the blinders off our eyes and breaking the, the shackles of a faithless heart to awaken us to the fact that Jesus is risen. And because of that, we can live life to the full. God always finds a way. The resurrection asserts that if, if anything does. Think about that. The resurrection, the reality of Christ having risen from the dead, asserts that, that there is triumph, that there is hope, and that there's every reason to live with a sure confidence that God is at work in our lives. So I ask you this, what stones are in your life? What, what stones are, are in the way that keep you from receiving the, the good news that is ours? in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The message of Christ's resurrection is a message that is directed to each and every one of us. The message of the resurrection is personal in nature. You know, we, we gather in large numbers on, on Easter Sunday. It's always a very triumphant day in the life of the church. People by the millions are gathering on this day to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. So we, we gather in large numbers, but when it comes right down to it, the good news about Jesus rising from the dead 
is very intimate, very personal. He is at work in each of our hearts to remind us, to assure us of the good news that Christ lives. It's interesting to note that the angel of the Lord who first shared the good news of Christ's resurrection instructed the, uh, the, the women to go and tell the disciples and Peter. It's very interesting. You know, you can, you can just kind of gloss over that. You can just kind of run through that as you read Mark's account, which is very short and succinct and, and makes its way, particularly in the resurrection, just uh, very, uh, very, very short, very quick. He wants to get the message across. Yeah, Jesus is risen. He says, go tell the disciples and Peter. Peter's mentioned specifically here. Again, this notion about resurrection is very personal very individual. God speaking the good news into our lives. It was important for Peter to, to, to hear the news, to celebrate the news. You know, he was the one who denied Jesus three times. Even though Jesus said, that's exactly what you're going to do. And that was exactly what Peter said, I was not going to do. But yet, um, Jesus knew Peter better than he knew himself. Of all the disciples, Peter had to be the most tortured by what he had done. William Barclay writes at this point, the most precious thing about Jesus is the way in which he loves us on the fields of our defeat. I hope you've experienced that. Christ's great love at times of failure, at times of defeat, at times when you don't even know where to turn, and, and it is there that the risen Lord presents Himself, offering His love, His hope, His strength, His power in the mix of uh, all that you face. Christ is all about redeeming our lives. He longs to set us free from the very things that bring us sorrow. He, he wants to forgive us of the wrong of our lives. His every desire is that we live in the newness of life that He so longs to give us. And so Jesus, having risen from the dead, calls us by name and delivers the good news to each of us individually. Again, this stuff of Easter, resurrection. It's very intimate, very personal. Not only was, was uh, Peter called by name, but so was, uh, was Mary Magdalene. You can, uh, you can read that account in John chapter 20. As I said uh, earlier, she was so blinded by her grief that she didn't even recognize who Jesus was. But yet as Jesus spoke her name, Mary, that's all he had to say, Mary. And her eyes were open, and she recognized Jesus for who he was. She recognized him as one who had risen from the dead. And her response was, Rabboni, teacher. She was awakened to the great truth and reality that Jesus had risen from the dead. Think of it. You and I are called by name to live in relationship, intimate relationship 
with the risen Lord. Just as Peter's sorrow was uh, turned to joy upon hearing of Christ's resurrection, so ours is as well. Upon hearing about Christ's resurrection, the, the Scripture records that the women fled the tomb that morning. They, uh, the, the Scripture says that uh, terror and, uh, and amazement had seized them. They, they had a hard time getting their arms around what was going on. Terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. They said nothing. They had just heard the greatest good news of all, and they said nothing. Think about that. Soon they would get their arms around that great news. They, they, would, uh, they would tell the disciples, and the disciples would respond. They would all live into the truth of the resurrection and would go on and take the world by storm. Even, even though life would eventually dish out its worst to each of those uh, individuals, every one of them would, would persevere, all for the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus, the resurrected Lord. It was that resurrection that, that gave them that, that power, resurrection power, to, to move forward into the life of the world. <clears throat> and so I've got to think about ourselves. I've got to think about uh, my response, your response. You know, the women said nothing to anybody. We, too, do the very same thing, don't we? We say nothing, nothing about the greatest good news that has, has ever been. We figure, uh, wonder how I'm going to be received in telling that news. It comes to us to proclaim from the mountaintop to the, to the highest roof, Jesus is risen from the dead. We have every reason to, to shout it, hallelujah, hallelujah. We have every reason to honor and praise our God for the very thing that He has done through His Son, Jesus. Today, we've talked a lot about stones. You know, the tomb that uh, Jesus was, uh, where He was laid, was uh, more than likely a rock-hewn uh, tomb. You know, it was one of those precipices of, of, of stone, and they would carve an entrance, uh, chisel it out, and then make a, a room. It was really really quite the, the affair. That tomb was offered uh, by a member of the Sanhedrin. His name was uh, Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph was one of the few members of the Sanhedrin who offered his support to Jesus. That tomb that he offered soon became known as a borrowed tomb. He, he, Jesus would not lay uh, there in rest for, for very long. I like the story that's told about uh, Joseph. He's asked, why, is such a, why did you give away such a, a beautiful, expensive, rock-hewn tomb? Why that sacrifice? And Joseph said, no big deal. He only needed it for the weekend. There you go. After three days... After three days, Jesus rose from the dead, just as He said He would. And we are, are left 
in the wake of that good news ever since. The stone is rolled away. God took care of that. And He'll take care of that for us every time. Christ calls us by name. You know, from Revelation 3, 20 and following, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone would uh, answer that door, I will come in and have fellowship with that person. Our faith is a faith of intimacy with the risen Lord. Christ calls us by name. So let's agree. Let's challenge one another. Let's hold one another accountable. Let's not stay silent about this good news. Instead of saying nothing to anybody, let's shout it from the rooftop. Let's, let's share with all that, 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 that we can, to whom all that we can, the good news, the greatest good news that has ever been, Jesus having risen from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. And God, we thank you. We thank you for your deep, deep love. We thank you for the great gift that is Jesus. We thank you for this one who is willing to offer himself out of love, even to the extent of uh, dying on the cross. But Lord, in the triumph of this new day, we are awakened to the fact that things didn't end with his death, but they really only began as he rises from the dead and he offers us strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. God, we thank you for Jesus, the risen Lord, and may he be at the very center of who we are. May we respond as he calls our name And as he calls our name, may we find ourselves longing to be his disciples, laying things down, taking up our cross, and following him. Praise be to you, God, for the great gift that is Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the one who is risen from the dead. We ask this prayer in his name. Amen.